Welcome to the Ripple Effect Martial Arts Podcast. Hello, everybody. We're really excited to have today an author. Her name is Mary Nin. She's the author of a series of books titled Ninja Hacks. And in the karate schools, we have been using these books to help teach our curriculum for the past year. Thank you very much, Mary, for coming aboard today. Thank you so much for the warm welcome, Mark. I really appreciate you asking me to get on. I love talking with my readers and I, I, I love the chance to see them and for them to see me personally. So, and share my story and share Ninja Life Hacks story. So thank you. You're welcome. And can we start off? How do you become an author? What, what drove you to start writing books? There's, I guess, several components to it. You really have to love uh, writing and creating and publishing might have been the harder route is it's self-publishing. Traditional publishing obviously is a little bit easier because you don't have to handle so much. You have a traditional house that will help you with the content and the illustrations and the publishing and the marketing. Whereas I, with self-publishing, I did I did that all myself. So one woman show uh, for a really long time, and I just am so happy to have just recently signed a brand agent and she's gotten us many licensees. Uh, you're going to start seeing baby board books, activity books, weighted blankets for my uh, ADD and ADHD readers. There's lots of things in the works right now. Going back to your original question, what inspired me? Actually, it, it just happened kind of coincidentally, accidentally. It, I didn't mean to become an author, although I have always enjoyed writing. When my boys were younger, I would tell them stories, bedtime stories about little ninjas, superpowers that we all have within us. So if we were dealing with a particular emotion or feeling or behavior that season, then I would mention, you know, maybe like kind ninja and his superpowers and how he shares and how he helps out and doesn't, you know, kind ninja doesn't ask for anything in return. That's true kindness. And so these stories started to resonate with my sons and, you know, they're older now 16, 17, 25. And so years later, I, I thought, hey, you know, I remember telling these stories to my boys and they really worked. And so I put it on paper one day and then I published it. And, and then Angry Ninja was actually the first book that was published. And uh, teachers and parents resonated, children resonated with the stories worldwide. And I'm just very fortunate. So Angry Ninja was your, th this is beautiful, by the way telling stories to your kids at bedtime to kind of quell anxiety. I, I, I think there's so much that kids don't know how to think about or anticipate. And your books, I can tell you very personally that your books have been a huge inspiration to me because my kids like to hear stories at bedtime. And sometimes I don't have the competency to come up with these kind of stories. But when we read Angry Ninja or Patient Ninja, any of the other books, these address things that they're clearly thinking about. And is that part of your process? Do you anticipate what your kids are worried about and, and try to uh, tell them a story? Yeah. Um, the, the particular characters came about, I think, naturally, whenever we were dealing with a certain behavior or thought 
or big emotion as they sometimes experience. That includes, you know, impulsiveness, anger, anxiety, nervousness, lots of different emotions and behaviors that children feel, but are not naturally, they're not built naturally built with the tools and resources to handle them like adults do, because we have the experience and history and background to kind of manage our emotions and thought process, but children don't. So, so when we present it like a superpower, ninjas have these superpowers that we have at our fingertips And all we have to do is realize that we have them and then access them whenever we want or need to. I think that really empowers children to know that we we have these superpowers. So I think it just comes naturally whatever emotion or behavior that children are dealing with. So those are that's when the characters, I guess, were invented. Obviously, all 64 of those were not introduced during my my children's uh, youth, uh, but many of them were. And many of the experiences that the ninjas experienced in the stories themselves were experiences that my children had. And so I, I, I try to incorporate uh, real life situations that children go through. You do a really good job of that. And I, I think part of what translates is that you're taking very abstract concepts, kindness, respectability, courtesy, things like that. I have a book of yours. It's Brave Ninja. Oh, I love that one. (laughs) A really good example of this is how you translate it into very practical, concrete terms. So what is bravery? There's a method. Mary writes, the brave method, breathe by taking a few deep breaths. Relax your muscles, adopt positive body language, visualize your success, embrace a mantra. In karate, we have students come up to the front, class starts, you line up and you adopt that positive body language by standing up straight. Your shoulders are in a certain position, your hands are at your hips and you're not slouched, you're not having your thumbs hanging in your belt, your knees are straight, your feet are together. We call it attention, a position of attention. And it's very deliberate so that people's attention is directed toward the instructor and what they need to do next. And in this book, Brave Ninja, this is an extremely helpful way of summoning your, your, your powers uh, against what you're afraid of. Do you think like that? Is that your process? Yeah, um, it's just amazing how, uh, you know, these concepts can apply to sports, martial arts and life in general. One of the recurring themes throughout the series is that grit, mental toughness, courage, confidence, they all show up in varying degrees in all the stories. Oh, what, what I would really like, and that's why the series is called Ninja Life Hacks, is uh, because all of these superpowers do help us in sports and in life. Um, I find myself using it in my marriage and in my fitness, in my financial uh, business, my financial world, my finances. So uh, it all applies to all facets of life. And it's just amazing that if we can grasp the concepts of courage and confidence and uh, mental toughness, grit, then it can serve 
us throughout life. And that's really what I would love to have children understand. It's great. And I, again, can attest personally that they're as important to the adult readers as they are to the children listening. And part of it is the empathy. Each of the books that I've read, and I've read a lot of them, they all have an element of empathy. So it's not a toxic persistence or something. You just overcome bravery by being not scared or diving off the diving board. You're listening to yourself and other people are helping you. How, how did you come to introduce that empathetic element into your work? That, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't think I realized it, but yeah, empathy has a lot to do with being compassionate to others, but also many people don't realize it's a compassionate towards yourself. Whether it's making a mistake and forgiving yourself for it and knowing that this mistake serves as a learning process and brings you one step closer to your goals. That's a recurring theme also is, is empathy towards yourself and to others. So I don't really I don't know if I purposely did that, but I think it just had to do with incorporating real life experiences in, in all the books. Brit. Is something that we in the martial arts have written about a lot and grit has a lot to do with earning a black belt this idea that i don't know how to do this yet well you have to try to do it i can't do 100 push-ups yet you have to do three and hold it and you'll get to four and and so forth and that's what i associate with the idea of grit working 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 through and again like you said about your books this training to become a black belt translates to your life outside of the karate school and for kids especially what's your idea of grit what does that mean to you mental toughness is i think one of the tenets to ninja life hacks uh it, it can serve you in all areas of life once you really truly understand how to develop it because it's not it's not as a natural skill that we are born with uh we you can definitely develop it and, and nurture it so i read uh, one of your uh blog posts it was something that had to do with mental toughness and i think you might have touched upon like the upper and lower brain yeah yeah so it has a lot to do with being being in a state of like automatic like things will things come automatic in greedy ninja i explain it a little bit kind of simpler for children to understand in the four c's so it's about being carefree capable confident and calm. So, um, and those four that can be broken down to examples um, of using like positive affirmations. So the children are not naturally born with the capability of knowing that they can use positive affirmations. I can do this. I don't know how to do that yet. I, I don't know how to do it yet, but I can, I can figure this out. This is hard, but I will keep trying. So these are all positive affirmations we can use. And then rituals is another example that we use in Gritty Ninja, which could include like body language, positive body language. For tennis, which is one of the examples, sports examples that we use in Gritty Ninja is that would include like maybe, I don't know if you watch tennis, but some sports players go to the back of the fence and tap the fence before they uh, start serving, or they may bounce the ball a certain number of times. So that that's a ritual that you can perform before an event or before an exercise that you're, that you may be nervous about. And that helps calm you. Or do you practice habits that 
keep you on task? Yeah, it's the same almost every day. So I always have like a cup of water because water, I don't know, many of us, I don't know if we consume enough water. Anyways, we're supposed to, you're supposed to drink half of your ounces in weight every day of water. And so I always make sure I get my 64 ounces of water in the morning. And then I have my cup of coffee and then um, exercise for at least 30 minutes. And then after I exercise, I usually, my first thing that I ingest is a, a cup of greens. So that's usually juice down. Uh, veggies and then and then work and then do some goal setting so that's really important is like journal writing and goal setting and that's part of a habit that I have tried to encourage in my children it goes such a long way and then you know just continue through your work day and then I'll obviously you know uh, dinner time with family and gratitude journal and reflecting on the day there are two things that I've read in your blogs about the importance of exercise and how it keeps you positive and the importance of journaling. Can you talk about how exercise keeps you positive and how journaling helps you or can even help kids? Yes, actually, uh, Healthy Ninja was just released two weeks ago. And in Healthy Ninja, we talk about the three parts of being healthy because it's not just about physical form. Uh, and that is what actually the schools across the nation and worldwide have decided that they have just called a, an emergency for children's mental health, because now we are just realizing it's coming to the forefront that mental health is as equally as important as physical health and not only physical health, mental health, but there's also social health. And that's why like being part of a martial arts program is so important is that you are getting that social aspect and you are getting the physical exercise and many dojos that I know are doing the mental training and the mental toughness and the grit. So, you know, having those three components sets you up for life without having any say or words about serotonin and endorphin, which are the feel good chemicals that your body releases when you exercise. But uh, physical exercise is not the only component. We have to also pay attention to our mental health and social health, which includes, you know, spending time with friends and taking care of yourself, making sure you spend time on things that you love. It's really identifying and managing your emotions. That's a big part also of Ninja Life Hack. I spend a lot of time in each of my books helping children become aware and identify their emotions because not many children know what anxiety looks or feels like, and they don't know the names of a lot of their emotions. And so that's why we've broken it down in our series. When you speak about emotional intelligence and being aware of your emotions, something that happens quite a bit is in preparation for a tournament, a karate tournament, uh, we have trainings and in the schools, everybody's practicing and you're practicing the kind of rote things, habitual things like speaking your creed, uh, speaking your announcement to the judges, saying your name aloud. And sometimes even that can trigger kids into a fit of tears and they don't know where it comes from. Why am I, why am I crying? Why am I confused? And it's a wonderful encouraging learning environment because someone will help you take you aside. I did a podcast with an instructor who's in his early twenties. And he said, when he was very young, he had that exact experience. And he said, the instructors took me aside and said, you can cry, but you still have to perform. 
and you're still here, you just do your thing and you can cry all the way through it, <laughs> all the way through your form. And that's what he did. And he's gone on to great things. And that's so wonderful. Do you experience that as an adult still? Yeah. So this is, that's such a great example that you brought up because social anxiety is a real, real problem for many people. And the first step of addressing that and, and preventing it to turn into something more serious and or depression is um, just facing your fears and having that support system that you just mentioned is, is crucial. I love that you guys are giving children the chance to speak in public and work on their social, their social cues and their social conversations and all of that. Those, those are such great opportunities to get out of your shell. Where do you find examples of behavior that model a kind of behavior that you want your kids to follow? And well, in each of my ninja books, I do have many, many of the books have several examples of situations where the ninjas are displaying the positive character trait that um, they'd like to emulate. Where am I finding those particular situations? Uh, many of them are for my own, for my children. So they would be, maybe we would be working on a particular uh, emotion, a uh, big emotion that we're dealing with. And after some patience and, um, you know, just empowering them with tools and resources, and then they will, they will, they'll model the behavior. And then, uh, you know, you just encourage that and then they continue to model it. And so I think that's what I'm using for a lot of the situations in the book. Teachers and other, either even examples that you might see in, on TV or something, or just talking, even on the street, like walking down the sidewalk and something awkward may happen and talking to your kid about it. Like, I'm not sure what was going on there, but here's how we might react and that we talk about that in the karate schools as black belt behavior oh. a leader will act in this way and a leader a black belt doesn't react out of emotion and i think a lot of your books have to do with that uh, emotions really do you remember when you were telling your kids these stories addressing their fears or their greed or anything like that? Oh yeah. Well, like money ninja, for example, that doesn't necessarily deal with emotion, but we talk about what are different ways to uh, treat money. It's not, uh, we don't just, we don't just have to spend it, right? Because that's what society has taught us is that money is to be spent, but we can also save and donate and invest it. And so I, I go on to those three, three ways to treat money. But, you know, that just naturally came up when they started, you know, saving money for certain things, or if they wanted maybe a game box and, you know, we didn't buy it for them um, and instead encourage them to save it. So that's such a great life teaching lesson there. There's a, another image on the background behind you, which I think is gold <laughs> mindset mindset ninja is that right uh there's several i see unplugged money kind perfect angry <laughs> if i move over there's gritty <laughs> and lazy there's obviously lazy too <laughs> gritty of course i 
that is your image of gritty ninja is a ninja hoisting his mountain bike over his head and our older kid when he was six i think that is exactly the exercise we put him through is you don't want to ride your bike try to ride your bike you're afraid you'll fall off you need to at least carry your bike carry your bike you can put your bike take your bike out you can put your bike away and that's some kind of start and there was resistance there and then he realized i am capable of this yeah i can lift my bike i can pull my bike and eventually i can ride my bike and that was a i wish i'd had your book ahead of that time but that was a way of developing grit for him I love that. How old is he now? 14. Oh. Yeah, in high school. <laughs> they grow up so fast. <laughs> they really do. So, well, have you ever practiced martial arts? No, but at, I I mean, it's not too late. I haven't yet. <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't. Well, I would love to have you talk about your experiences in training in future books, if that's possible. A lot of good schools. I would love to, yeah. Just to recount, Mary has a new series, new additions to this Ninja Life Hacks series coming out. You can find them on Amazon. Can you find them anywhere else that you'd like to let people know about? Yes, uh, you can find our box sets on our website, ninjalifehacks.tv. There you can find lesson plans and posters and games too, and clothing. Wonderful. And check out that website or marynin, that's N-H-I-N.com for new developments, a wonderful blog, and all kinds of ideas for parents to stoke your mind about what's going on with your kids. There's a lot of relatable thoughts and material, and we really appreciate it. Your books have been very influential in our schools, and thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mark. The the new series coming up, uh, Adventures with the Ninjas, I do plan to include a martial arts one. Maybe he, Maybe ninjas go to martial arts school, or ninjas go to dojo, or I'm not sure exactly how we're going to title it. That but, would be wonderfully metafictional, I think. <laughs> just learning and teaching, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, their goal is to get the black belt. So I think I think maybe maybe we could uh, d- collaborate. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Ninjas <laughs> learn some discipline. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Ripple Effect Martial Arts Podcast. Find episodes and more at rippleeffectmartialarts.com.